97.9 The Box. It is the Mad Hatter Morning Show. We have Damon John in the studio, the shark What's himself. Entrepreneur, the legend. Thank you. Thank you for Appreciate being with us. J-Mac, had a, we want to start off. Uh, go ahead, Mac. Now, every morning you start off and you tell yourself something positive. What did you say this morning to yourself? I said, I'm not going to eat that much sodium in uh, Houston because all my favorite <laughs> spots here are like Salt first. <laughs> true. Gotta true. Have true. <laughs> what are your favorite spots? Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, Breakfast Club, <laughs> uh, Turkey Leg Spot, you know, they pop a dough. You know, like, yeah. I, I, you know, I come here to eat, man, and hang out with Slim Thug. That's what I come. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I How did you and Slim Thug get that relationship? Because I see y'all are real cool. That's like my boy. Well, of course, you know, Jay Prince and Bun and all of them on my family, too. But Slim and I, through a friend, started just hanging out. And then he started staying and like, you know, he'll, he'll be like, you know, I'm going to Miami. And he'll stay at my spot in Miami. He'll offer me, you know, one of his spots. I started going to my spot in Miami and people were like, oh, oh, this is Slim Thug's house. I was like, no, it's not. This is my spot. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I'm but, you know, oh, that's he, he's such a good dude, man. And and then, then all the stuff he's doing for the city, you know, I just have a huge amount of respect for that man. Now you're here, uh, of course, you have, have gotten the whole uh, music game yourself or motivational music. Motivational, yeah. Motivational game yourself. And you released your album, uh, Visualize, right? Right, so so let, let's make it clear. I'm not I'm not singing. I'm not rapping. I'm not even <laughs> humming because you would not want to hear that if that was the case, right? It, uh, you know, I have a visualized album, and it is uh, many of my speeches, and and there's music to the speeches. I, I was driving one day, and I heard uh, one you know Martin Luther King's speech. That I love obviously, yeah. and and one of the DJs put a beat to it. And I was like, man, I want to work out to this. But if you hear one of my speeches. You've heard it once. You don't need to hear it again. Right. But after, uh, you know, I had some really young talent put some um, music to it. I want people to get, to work out to this or in the train or the plane or the bus or walking into a speech, get amped about it. So how are the downloads going? Downloads are great. I mean, I came out the same uh, day as Chris Brown. Yes, you did. I crushed him. I crushed him in my category. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Uh, uh, motivational speeches by the black guy on Shark Tank. I crushed him in the category. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. So it's called the Visualize album, and um, you know, um, you know, you can get it on all the streaming platforms. And, right. Uh, so. So when you work out, do you listen to music or you listen to like motivational? No, I listen to music. I, I I listen to those like like. Uh, with, uh, mute, uh, soundtracks of movies like Rocky, you work out? <laughs> like, oh, okay, like, Inception. Okay, or, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Shark Tank. You know, people know you from Shark Tank, but yeah. we know you from Fubu, and I know the Houston was a, was a big part of you, Fubu, kind of uh, launching and being successful. Yeah, absolutely, Houston probably was is definitely in the top five. When we came out to Houston, you know, they just always gave us so much love. Tell, tell everybody your story. I know you've told it a million times, but how did you, uh, you start the whole FUBU thing and then the yeah. success? And then, of course, I'll tell you our story. I'll tell you how you paid for my vacation about 20 years ago. <laughs> I'll make it real quick. So right around 1989, you know, everybody was saying, you know, all these designers were saying, well, we don't like people of color or rappers or whatever. And I said, who's ever going to make clothes for, you know, the, the people that actually wear it? And um, I got inspired by Carl Kanai and Cross Colors. And then, you know, I came out with something called Forest Bias. Now, the big misunderstanding is people always thought Forest Bias was only about a, 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 a color. color. And it's not because, you know, um, I think that, you know, it was all about people who love rap. Rap. Love music, right. and what I don't care what color you are. If you were third base or MC Search at that time, or Eminem today, I don't care what color you are. You just bad. You bad. You know right. what I mean? Right. So we made it, and um, 
and just people embraced it, and they started. You know, LL uh, became my spokesperson, and that was you know, sneaky how y'all did them. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> with the Gap ad where LL was start talking about uh, Fubu and in, in, in Gap ads, and everybody would wear it. When you walk down the street, you see somebody cross the street, and if they were in Fubu, you knew they were in hip hop. Right, hip hop wasn't like it is today. Right, I'm talking about '89. I'm talking right. about 1990, and uh, and uh, thank God everybody embraced us and. We're here today. Such a hit, too. Flash forward 10 years after that, 1999, you celebrate your 10th anniversary. Yeah. And you fly how many people out to the island of St. Martin? I think we flew 300 of our, the people who supported us, the radio stations, celebrities. Um, it cost us $6 million. We had uh, four jumbo jets of people, and we flew them out to St. Martin just to party. And we had a big concert, Mary J. Blige, Gap Band, and like uh, 10 other big artists. And guess who was on that plane, Jazz? <laughs> The Lucky Jim. The man. This man right here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I had a great time over in St. Martin's. It was an amazing event, really. We had a really amazing time over there. And um, it, it was just how, us showing people that we... There wasn't social media at that time, right? Uh-huh. So so we would go in clubs and buy out the whole bar and people would, you know, and then fly people out. That was our version of appreciating people. And that that's exactly what FUBU was, for us, by us. How much did it cost to send all those people out to St. Martin's? That was $6 million. Ooh. Six million dollars, yeah. And it's worth it, though. It was a hell of a party. All, all I'm those... still paying for it, but it was a really great time, man. <laughs> and speaking of, I saw that um, FUBU, they're doing a recent collab that comes out next week with the L.A. company. Is it Sorella? Sorella, yeah. Sorella, we, uh, actually, the big the big uh, opening is on uh, Saturday, right? So so we did a collaborate. We're doing a lot of collaborations. Uh, Puma, Sorella, we did one with um, Urban Outfitters, Forever 21. Who was really coming back in 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 a version of like uh, with collaborations with the younger companies right now? So, so we're having a good time. So, did you know that it was gonna come back like in this new wave? You know, we always know that fashion repeats itself in ten and twenty years, and um, but but the younger kids are starting to find it now and and um, you know and recognize it. So it's it's. Uh, it's amazing to see how it's being interpreted now for the younger market. Okay, you started FUBU with $40. Could you start a company now with $40 mm. and make it big? I think you can. Believe really? it or not. What? I think what? you can. All right, $40. How? If I gave you $40, you could take a company to a million-dollar company. All right, well, how many times we see somebody just with a bikini and a big old booty start something? Dash, <laughs> you got hope. Wait, what? <laughs> Strive to be number one. But, you know, it, it, it's not about the money. It's really, I swear to you, that's why I wrote The Power of Broke. Uh, it's about building a following. Right. Right? You know, like... I, I could try to buy myself. All right, how many companies we say today like uh, BlackBerry and Blockbuster and Kodak who went out of business with millions and millions of dollars, right? So right. it's about creating this following. Okay, so you only got forty dollars. What, what would you do with forty dollars right now today? I, I don't I don't know. It depends. How can you do anything with forty dollars? Uh, that's what I'm saying. But you can barely get it. It's about, could. Yeah, but how many people? All right, so why do people tune into you guys? Because we're the city, we're the voice of the city. Exactly, right? Right? <laughs> right? Because because people follow because they know they're going to be entertained. They know they're going to get the information. They know it's coming from a real place, and that's okay. what I did with with Fubu. Okay, right? Okay. So no matter what, when you create a following, I mean, we how many people watch uh, you know things on Instagram or, or places and and people you never heard of, but somebody said to you the next day the water cooler, yo, you need to check so and so out. Right. It's always about creating a following. I swear to you, it is. Create a following. 
Speaking of that, now we go to Jazz. Ooh, jazz has a pitch for pitch. you. All right, we're going to do this the right way real quick, we all right? Pitch. We're in Shark Tank now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Sharks, we have young Jazz. She's looking for a $250,000 investment for her idea. Please welcome <laughs> young Jazz. Hello, hello. Jazz, what's okay. happening? So, you know you go out somewhere, maybe you go to a club or an event, and you see somebody that you might think is cute. Maybe it's even at the grocery store, but you miss your shot. So... I, I have a friend who's actually developing this app, and it's called Miss Shots. So basically, it's like you can turn on your location services in certain places that you go. And then 24 hours later, you can see all the people that were there, and then you have a chance to message them. So it's kind of mm. like a Tinder or like a yeah. dating app, but you had to have been in the same place. Yeah, but you missed your shot. No, I, I like that. I like that. It's like uh, if you miss as a stalker... <laughs> right there, you can follow up on your stalker. So you're so you're saying you're out already? <laughs> it's like follow stalking. Yeah. I like you that. You have the option to turn, you know, your location on or off. Yeah, I want to try everywhere we go, anyways. The first time something happens to somebody, the lawsuit. Lo- love that idea. I love that idea. So, uh, but but how would people? The, the biggest problem with any 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 company is how are other people going to know about it. Jazz? How they're going to know? Turn it on because this is what happens. You may, you know. Jazz, how they going to know? So you know how they have Snapchat codes uh, that you can you know scan and do stuff? So at the door at an event, you can scan in the code. On nice, the nice. I like the idea. Back on track, okay? All right, all right. So you want $250,000? Yeah. I'll give you $40 for it, just like I started. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it cracking. Yeah. We'll, we'll both feel very comfortable. Jazz, are you going to take the $40? I think I have to decline. I think Too big to start. <laughs> so were you were you actually actively seeking to be on a reality show when they hit you for Shark Tank, or how did that all happen? No, no, I was chilling, and, I was, um, and Mark Burnett called me and said, you know, we think you, I think he saw me on Donnie Deutsch show, and he said, you could break down a pitch, and, you know, you got a couple of dollars, why don't you come on the show? And I was like, okay, no problem. And then they were like, well, you're going to pay for all the people you invest in. I was like, hell no, I'm not going on that show. <laughs> why you want to spend your money at this particular I was like, wait a minute, why? Yeah. Wait a minute, I'm going on in, in Hollywood. You're supposed to pay me. Right. Like, what are you talking about, you pimps? You're nasty. <laughs> so then I go, I, I say, you know what, I'll go out there, I'll do this little uh, uh, pilot. Uh-huh. Um and I and um because I said the show is never going to get anywhere and I said but the deal is I got to be able to pitch Mark Burnett himself three smoking hot shows that I got okay I go to breakfast with him he knocks down the ideas before the eggs even come <laughs> I do the scissor reel or the or the pilot right matter of fact I said I want, I, I'm going to get a free trip trip to L A and that time I was single so I had a couple of uh, pieces out there uh-huh. and I'm going to the club. <laughs> And then I'm wearing my earrings because uh-huh. I'm going to go to the club that night. And that's why you see me on the, on the show, my earrings all the time. Uh-huh. The show gets picked up. It becomes a huge hit. They're like, yo, you got to wear the earrings all the time for continuity. Wow. Now, let's go bad. That's why I'm not wearing my earrings. Am I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Down the Shark Tank. I take continuity. Right. I'm a black guy walking down the street. <laughs> now, let's go back. Is it true that Kim Kardashian told you to do the show? Like, you weren't going to do it because I read a couple of things that said that. So I want to clear the room up. Uh, so I was uh, representing um, the family at the time, Kim and the girls. And when I say I went out to see pieces, none of the girls were the pieces. They okay. were, they were my, uh, okay. Uh, I don't want them to be too close to each other. Okay. Um, I was doing all the brand representation. So if you look at their show in the first two or three years, they're all wearing my brand, Kooji, because I went out to 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 get other uh, other people to put brands in the show, and no, wow. and they said no. They said it would never work. 
Uh-huh. So first of all, I said, all right, well, then I'll, even though I work with them, I'll put my own brand in there. I'll pay for it. Um, and then Kim and um, Chris, really, Chris Jenner was like, I know, Mark, you know, this show is going to be big. You need to do the show. Wow. And um, and and at first I was representing the girls and they were like, you can't be on our show, Shark Tank, if you're going to be on their show. Because I was going to be on their show like three times a year for three minutes a piece. Right. And they were and, and then Chloe said to me, you can't be on our show anymore mm. because she wanted me to be on Shark Tank. Uh-huh. So it was really Chloe who said, I want you on Shark Tank. Man, how much money do you think you've made made from the investments you've made on people from Shark Tank? I mean, I don't want to get your business, but like just a round figure. Uh, it's hard to give you a round figure because what happens is we we probably lose like in any business in any venture capital business we probably lose six times out of ten on the companies. Uh-huh. Um, in a venture, a normal venture capital business, they lose eight times out of ten, but you just need one. So like my Bombas guys who came on, they were doing socks guys. Yeah, socks guys. They were doing eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Now they're doing a hundred million dollars a wow. year. So just off of them alone, I made all my money back. So I can't say that how much I've made because um you you look at all the people that I put an employee in there and mm-hmm. whatever the case is, but I would say probably I would I would hope maybe ten million. Um and that doesn't count like you're actually being on the show in syndication and all that stuff too. So well, yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, syndication, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you actually lost your first couple of years, right? I lost seven fifty the first year. Um, I lost five hundred the second year and two fifty the third. And, and and that shows you whether you're an entrepreneur or somebody who has access to capital. You, as you're going and you're learning a new business, right. it's a new business. I knew how to make T-shirts. I didn't right. know how to invest in. 15 companies uh, a year. Right. Right? So you start getting smarter and, you know, you start realizing I need to go back to the $40, you know, theory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's what happens. So you, you learn as you grow. Did you invest in Ring? You did- None of us invested in Ring. Why not? Why not? Why? <laughs> but he'll even it? say it. He, he he said when he walked in. So 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 if, if you don't know right now, Ring um, came on Shark Tank and he ended up not getting investment from anybody, and he ended up selling the company to Amazon for $1.2 billion. Wow. Right? And he ended up being being a a guest shark. (laughs) He he was a guest shark. Um, But he said even he was asking too much money. Uh Then he said, I wouldn't have invested in myself at that time. Right. I was was too early, and I was asking for, like, too much money. Right. Is that the only product you kind of wish you would have got in on, or was another something that kept? I don't. I don't. I, I'll be very honest. I don't wish I got on on any of the products that I missed out on because I realized that um, um, it takes the right shark, the right product, the right CEO. You know, one time, you know, Lori is like the queen of products that she, are plastic and under fifty dollars. Right. She, I mean, stuff. she's slinging more plastic than McDonald Happy Meals. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen her do stuff with. Products that I'm like, this will never work. But right. she had a customer. Uh-huh. She understood. She's been on QVC for 15 years. Right. So, so she knows her, her customer. market. Yeah, it's like me coming on, on 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 with you guys and going, all right, well, I know what to say to everybody. You'd be like, no, you don't. <laughs> right, right. You don't, you don't live out here. You don't know our people. You know what I mean? And right. I think that I'm going to be it. And then all of a sudden, like probably all the people that came up against you, they're done. Wow. Man. That's how it is. Let's talk about uh, I. Uh, you have an online venture too, the Damon on Demand. How does that work? Is that like you people can like log in and yeah? Get so your- that's Damon on Demand is a virtual version of my uh, mentorship. It's eight hours of all the things I've learned that have helped me be successful in business and all the things that 
all the landmines I stepped on that cost me millions of dollars. Like a lot of people, I see them come on Shark Tank, they're like, I have 10 patents and that's about, you know, whatever, $150,000 and you can't defend half those patents, but yet a trademark is only 2500 and you can't put FUBU on anything. That cost me 2500 when I started, uh, you know, 30 years ago. But all the patents I've had that's cost me millions of dollars, I've never been able to defend any of those. Wow. So you, you think about it like so I'm laying all this out in, in, in an educational platform, um, you know, for people who are starting business or in business who wants to scale business. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I put Damon on demand. So it's like a subscriber service or is it kind of like, uh, like you said, on demand, do they pay as far as to, to They pay and they go when it's a curriculum. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll give you guys we'll, we'll give you guys a code. We'll give you, and we give you guys it yourselves for your family, and we'll also get, probably give you a code to send out to people, right? Oh, Matt has, Matt's got the code right over there. All right, so we'll give everybody a code, this right, to send the, out to people. This is for something else. Oh, oh it's yeah. a. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You text <clears throat> right now if you text uh, uh, visualize to four four two two two, they're gonna get the album and and uh, uh, access to Damon on demand a free download. And we'll, wow. we'll we'll send out to everybody. Okay, Man. okay. So, and then you got all the books and stuff. So Three the empires. Books. Yeah. How, how many books you got? Three. Three. I got no. I got, got four. I'm working uh -oh, on my Mac. fifth one now called Power Shift. Come on, Matt. Okay. okay. He's the book reader of the morning show. Come right. on, Matt. Right. I got I got I got four out, and I'm 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 working on my fifth now. Wow. Damon, what's the most expensive lesson you've you've learned? The most expensive lesson. The most expensive lesson I've learned, don't have side pieces, but um, I'm trying to think about some other expensive no, lessons. They're costly, man. No, um, and stressful, I bet, huh? Huh? Yeah, and stressful, too, I bet. Oh, very stressful. What, what's the most expensive lesson I've learned? That, that, that You know, that's so funny. You know what I've learned? All right, the way the money works, right? You know, money can work for you or against you. So the, the best way, if you have capital or you have any money, I'm talking about $100, $200, going to the stock market, like, you know, so we've been talking about forty dollars here, but um, a lot of times you can't start your own business. Well, invest in people who did start a business who are geniuses, like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, or right in the, in the market. But the best way, if you have money, make sure everybody else pays for your debt. So anything that I own, somebody pays for, whether it's a car, a jet, or an apartment building, or whatever the case is, and anything that I have to pay for, I rent. Why? Because I can write half of it off, right? So if you have enough money, why don't you go and you know get a get a get a small house and let you know whatever the case is, and let somebody pay that rent for it. So if your mortgage is fifteen hundred, let somebody pay eighteen hundred for it every single month and pay it down. And then if you're gonna have to go rent something, go rent something and then pay it down and then uh, you know write off as much as you can of it. So let other people pay down your debt. That's the most probably important thing. I, you know, it's an old saying, you know, money is a great slave, but a horrible master. So a lot of people just think that money is just purely something that you should go and buy things and do dads and things that you want, but let everybody else pay for your debt if you can. Speaking of money, when did you realize that you weren't really rich when there were richer people than you? Like uh, every day. Really? Like first time I made my first million dollars after I paid the tax on it, I came to 600000 after I paid off the house and gave a couple of friends some money and all your family who has problems. I realized I was and paid off your credit card bills. Mm -hmm. I realized I was broke. 
Then I remember walking into a room. I had yo, I had my Fubu chain on. Right, right, right. I, paid, I remember that chain. I, I paid for. I paid like one hundred fifty. Okay, okay, one hundred fifty thousand okay. for okay. it. Right, <laughs> right. Dudes is rolling up with cars that cost five million. What? Wow. I had to tuck my chain in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when I'm around millionaires and I'm, well, not millionaires, but billionaires, what I notice is I, I I've been in a lot of rooms where people are talking about how much money they spent. Uh-huh. When you're around billionaires, they talk about how much money they gave away. Really? Like Bill Gates and the Warren Buffetts? And they the talk about like how that. much money they gave away because it comes back in different forms. And, and you know, when, you, when you're around cats like that, mm-hmm. when you're around billionaires, you know what they talk about more than right. anything else? Not about new businesses. How can they save the world? on the money they made already? Really? If you're somebody who's making a billion dollars a year, instead of starting a new business to make $200 million, if you're going to have to give away 500 million of your billion, how can you uh, have tax loss. shelters yeah. to save 300 million of that? Wow. They're thinking a whole different way. No. And I'm up there thinking about talking about, yo, I'm going to buy a new chain. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> fascinating when you're around around people of, 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 uh, of really high wealth people. So that's is that your goal? I mean, you've pretty much done it all. Is that your goal now to be in that in that? No, era? I couldn't care less. I mean, at a certain point when you made a a decent amount of money, you know, I over a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a decent amount of money. I, I can do with that. You, yeah, yeah. you, you know, in, in all reality, man, I, I had I had I had I had cancer two years ago, and um, and I'm cancer free, and and um, the reality is, thank you, and I have a new brand new baby yes, girl, baby girl, and, and brand new baby girl, and at, at certain points, you're gonna say to yourself, how do I just live life? Like, what what would another five hundred million do for my life? Is it'll all right? It'll be a bigger boat, right? What what, what is it gonna What's it gonna be like? More cars a so my friends house. can drive, like more a bigger house. So you only stay in your kitchen and living room and bedroom in your house. <laughs> right. So why do I need seventeen more bedrooms? <laughs> and I'm crippled because I I don't go work out no more. I don't have time anymore. So right. you know, at a certain point, it's about living life. Hopefully, changing other people's lives. And speaking of. Uh, your baby girl and getting engaged. Uh, you took your wife, or you got engaged on the show. What made you do that? Well, you know, you, you got the show, and you get to. You, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Cause, no, but, no, but but how did you know that? Because because we didn't air that. Because I he, he, he's got a website called Peep the Situation, he's so spy. he's he's a spy. <laughs> yeah, so he got he got that uh that stalker app you got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, we're like a family on the show, and I sat her down on the show, and I was like, "Hey, babe, you know, um, they want to just set the cameras up or whatever the case is." And then I came out and I did a pitch, uh-huh. and then I, you know, I, I asked her to to be my wife, um, and you know, we we have our own little uh, you know copy of that, and I didn't know the people like you know about that stuff, but yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it would be a good idea. Come on, man, I read your books. Uh, <laughs> I followed you since you've been out there. Why wouldn't I know? Yeah. Stalker. I mean, Stalker, you're right. Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my guy. One download. <laughs> hey, you and uh, LL Cool J still cool? Absolutely. LL, I think LL is probably <clears throat> one of the one of the top reasons why FUBU became who it was. Right. You know, um, he, he's a very dedicated uh, you know, business person who when we asked him to be part of FUBU, he just went so hard. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I, I can't thank him enough, but LL is absolutely amazing. Is there any people who wanted to endorse the brand back in the days that you turned down or y'all turned down as a group <clears throat> that you're like, no, you're not the right fit? Ooh, that, I, you know, I've never been asked that before, but no. 
really know because you know when your brand whoever listening right now when your brand uh is whatever that brand is mm-hmm. whenever somebody really appreciates the brand and loves it for what it is how do you you don't know where your brand's going to go you don't know how it's going to be interpreted and um even i remember in sync came to us before they even were in sync and they wanted to wear the brand and they were like we're huge fans of urban brands and nobody else wants to dress us cuz we're white i was like I'm not going to dress you. <clears throat> it's not because you're white. I haven't heard your music and you look really corny. <laughs> so, so I go down to, um, and I, you know, I go down to Orlando and I go into the studio and I'm like, I'm ready to hear some corny music. And I look in the corner and, and Justin was there and I was like, isn't that Justin from the Mickey Mouse Club? Of <laughs> yeah. course I'm going to dress them. I love the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> so I dressed them because of the Mickey Mouse Club. And 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 it, it became huge and, you know, uh, for their followers as well. Wow. That's tight. That's tight. So you've been in the business. What are some of the designers that you respect mm. and have a lot of respect for, you know, coming up? What were the designers that you like, but maybe they weren't? Uh, designing for the audience you designed for? Oh, I mean, I'm like anybody else. I love, you know, hip hop. The first hip hop brands were Kangol and Lecog Sportif and Alesse and Fila and Reebok and Levi's and Lee's. And today, you know, I'm not really into the current design, but of course, you know, I love the the Louis of the world, but I, of course I love the Supremes. And But see, you get to talk to them. So when you get to talk to them, uh, were these the people you you thought they were going to be when you got to talk to them because at one point you were building that brand and now you get to be in the offices with those people you know like the Ralph Lauren's and stuff like that do they just think that hey this is just another black brand that's going did they think that it was going to go away that you know because I remember during that time Sean John and all of those clothes mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and everything man I had all the fubu all the fubu rock away uh, well, uh, you know, the, the same way the Calk and I and um, Cross Calls helped me, you know, I was I'm, I'm grateful to say that I was able to to put uh, the president over at Sean John, my really? man Jeff Tweedy, and I distributed Fat Farm in um, Amsterdam. And Dame Dash came to me when he had something called Rockaware that he wanted to create, and I helped them because I was a version of being, you know, somebody who helped me. So wow, we all, we all got along, and I really appreciate them because I knew that they were in it for the real reasons. You know, there was a lot at that time. There was also a lot of people who just put a bald head black guy on a on a on a on a you know on an ad and stamp a name on it, and those companies never lasted the test of time. Right. But um, the ones that I'm talking about were real. Jay Jay and Dame Dash were fashionable before they created, you know, Rockware. Diddy has always been fashionable, you know, so so our community followed the people they knew were doing it for the right reasons. So I've always been in those rooms with those people and respected them. Uh, you know, being in the rooms with the Ralph Lorenz of the world and all that, they were our community adopted them. They they really Ralph Lauren wanted to show you a true American polo style. Right. So and they've always been consistent with that. But if you look at Ralph Lauren, he made one. He he put out one of the first black male supermodels, Tyson Beckford, Tyson. right? So we can't say that oh they want part of us. You know we're talking about Ralph Lauren. Uh, other companies in the past have, but the ones I'm in the room with, you know, I only talk to them because I respect them. You know? Speaking of, do you think that like our community should boycott brands like Gucci and stuff when they make mistakes like they have recently? I think they should. I I I don't know if they should boycott them necessarily, but 
There's so many choices out there. Go someplace else. If somebody's made that mistake, and I believe it was a mistake, mm-hmm. um, but you look at Gucci and they've done a mistake, but then yet they'll support and 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 do a deal with Dapper Dan. So I I think it was just I think it was a mistake. But if you're uncomfortable with it, you're you're a consumer. You have a choice to buy from anybody. Why? Why do it? You know. Yeah. Uh, last thing. Uh, best advice someone gave you in business and best advice you can give somebody out there in Houston right now looking to start up their own business? It'll be So the best advice is the quote that I used earlier, money is a great slave but a horrible master. But the best advice that I can give anybody else, whether we go back to the $40 theory, is start with no money. <clears throat> I mean, you know, if you look at most of the things, look, if you drive down the street today and you look out at everything, this building, this studio, cars, whatever the case is, it all started with one person with one idea that took one action. That's what it started with. Over 65% of Forbes' top 100 wealthiest people in the world started with no money. They're self-made. That means they were broke. So don't go out and borrow money. Don't go out and 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 create a following. You know that's what you have to do to be whoever you are. Like you know, you know, I I ran into a dude uh, randomly who owns Turkey Leg Hut. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to Turkey Leg Hut like a month ago. It was like 150 people outside. It was raining. Packed every day. <laughs> Packed every day. Rain, sleet, snow. You, He had no money when he started. I had no money when I started. So if you look also, let's talk about people with money. Uh, 65 to 70 percent of athletes, once they leave the league, three years out of the league, are bankrupt. Uh, Hold on. I'm glad you said that because Adrian Peterson was in the news yesterday. And I'm like, God, dog, don't tell me. Adrian is broke, but they said that he's on the verge of being bankrupt. Like a hundred mil or something. Yeah, yeah. Like. Same thing with lot of winners. Why? Because if you don't know how to use a tool of money, and 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 there's nothing wrong with athletes being broke. I'll tell you why. Because they've been taught since they were five years old to be the best physical specimen in the world. How are you going to also learn business, also learn this, also learn that, right? You're, you're, you're in the books every day doing right. what you do best, right. right? Right. You know, a lot of doctors are broke, but they'll save your life. Right. I can't cut you open and save your life. You don't want me doing surgery on you. <laughs> right. But I got a hell of a bank account, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, when you learn financial intelligence, it's the most important. We're not taught financial intelligence as kids, but yet we can uh, get up to be about uh, 18 years old and then we get $300,000 worth of loans for colleges that will end up paying off for the next 30 years on a career that we don't know if we want. So it's financial intelligence. It's how money works. That's the most important thing. Like there was a guy who died about 15 years ago. Uh, he was born in 1930. The the biggest jo- African American. The biggest job he ever had was working for UPS, at, and I think that he made thirty thousand dollars a year. But he was so financially intelligent that he gave away seventy million dollars when God he died. Dog it. I'm gonna have to go Man. look up that story right now. Yeah, Tony Robbins talks about it all the time. Wow. Well, thanks for coming. So we have the TV show is back on ABC. Shark Tank is back on. We're back on in September season 11, making uh, people's dreams come true. Hopefully people listening today will be on the show if they have an idea or a product or a company. We have the Visualize album. Uh, You know, please go out there. It's all about the people getting motivated to, uh, you know, do what they want to do out in life. And you can text uh, Visualize to 44222. Damon on demand, and you know, just catch me on all social media platforms. Just trying to hang out and learn from the people who follow me, as well as teach them. I feel like I've learned already. Me Damon too. John, all right, thank you, thank you, you all. Thank you for coming to the Matt Hatton Morning Show. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Appreciate you checking out the Mad Hatter Morning Show podcast. Make sure you share, like it, tell your friends, even tell a foe. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the Mad Hatter Morning Show podcast. And of course, you can listen to the Mad Hatter Morning Show weekdays at 97.9 The Box, 5 to 10 Central, and download the app, 97.9 The Box. We appreciate it.